This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, guys. Welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, we're so thankful that you guys are here and you found the podcast. Um, you can listen uh, anywhere that you can find your podcast. We can also watch the video portion on YouTube and subscribe there. So we're thankful for the opportunity that you guys have to study with us. So <laughs> this is one we've been waiting on for uh, personally for about a week or so, just kind of holding this in <laughs> for about a week. And Sam, <laughs> Sam can attest to that too, yeah. but we'll, we'll get there. Um, but again, as you can tell, if you're watching the video portion, we've got Sam Lawrence back on with us. Um, we're, we're just thankful, thankful that he's here. And so Sam, I'll let you uh, kind of introduce yourself again, and then we'll, we'll get started with our podcast for today. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm thankful to be here again. Um, and so my name is Sam Lawrence. Um, I am a member here at the South Huntington Congregation in Kosciuszko, Mississippi. And Lord willing, we'll uh, be moving up to Knoxville here in less than two weeks to start our, actually classes start January 3rd, but uh, we'll be attending, Lord willing, the Southeast Institute of uh, Biblical Studies in Knoxville, Tennessee. And so, yeah, we've, uh, we've spent some late nights uh, talking about this, some, uh, some phone calls that we said, all right, you know, 10, 15 minutes have gone two hours. <laughs> and so, Easily. yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We got yeah. a lot to talk about. Yeah. So, oh, again, I'm excited that, that Captain America, I mean, Sam, <laughs> uh, I mean, Sam <laughs> is, is back on with us. Oh. So we're thankful for that opportunity that we can, uh, we can study together. And thankful to be here. All right. So the topic we're going to talk about is let it happen, don't make it happen. Let it happen, don't make it happen. Now, before before we can get into this, we have to give uh, somewhat of a disclaimer from myself and Sam here. So we've been kind of looking at this for, you know, the past week every day. And so as we've kind of been studying this, we want to let you guys know that for myself and Sam's going to, you know, say it for him too. We do not have this figured out. I am still very bad at trying to let things happen rather than me trying to make it happen. So we're, we're not coming from a place of, you know, we've got it figured out or it's easy for us, or this is just what you need to do. I mean, it's, we'll give you what the Bible says, but as we'll talk throughout the podcast, this is still something that is extremely, extremely difficult for me and I know Sam, as we talked about it, you know, you can attest to this too. It's it's pretty difficult. No, and yeah, no, you're exactly right. It's um, we wanted to make sure that uh, you know that that we came out before we started that this is absolutely not something that we've mastered or perfected, and you know, we're not coming from a standpoint of okay, you know, yeah, this is this is easy. This is what we're doing. No, no this is hard, and this is. This is something, uh, you know, we are currently trying to to do, and uh, it's, it's definitely <laughs> challenging, but uh, hopefully with time, it'll be something we're able to get better at, and um, and so that's that's what we're here for. You know? Yeah, so again, and I think also this is 
this is able to help us because we're all kind of on the same playing field here. So we're all learning together and we're all growing together. But what we can do, um, as Isaiah mentions, we can open up the scripture and we can reason together to see what the Lord has to say. So that's what we're trying to do. All right. So let it happen. Don't make it happen. <laughs> so a lot of times with with anything in life, with literally you can put anything in this box. It's so hard sometimes to to wait and it's also hard to not take action so when it comes to you know if you're looking for a job or you're applying for a school or you're looking to get into this relationship or you're looking to to do this or become this sometimes you know when when you hear uh older counsel or when you hear from the bible or other things hey just just let it happen don't try to make it happen especially as young folks we can be like well what are you talking about i have to do something like if I don't do something, then it's not going to happen. So you're just saying just don't do anything. And so we're we're going to try to look at a couple things here as we talk in this podcast today of how can we learn to let it happen rather than trying to make it happen. So number one, stop trying to figure it out. Okay, so the, the first step, again, like we said, you can see Sam and I laughing here because we know it's hard. So instead of instead of just making it happen, here's how we can let it happen. Stop trying to figure it out. Just just stop trying to figure out. This is again, what we talked about. This is something that me personally, I'm very bad at. uh, And it's gotten both of us into more trouble than we wanted because we tried to figure it out. And so I'm reminded of uh, our first example here, Genesis chapter 12. And again, if you're new to the podcast, you know, open up your Bibles with us and we can study this together. So Genesis chapter 12, and again, I'll pass this to you in a second, Sam, but as we introduce this, remember in Genesis 12 that God told Abram um, that he would make him a great nation, verse number two. He would bless him, right, verse number three, and he also said that he would have a son and that son would be named Isaac, but we also know the impossibility of the situation because of their age. And so obviously from Genesis chapter 12, all the way to Genesis 16, they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting, and they're waiting, and absolutely nothing happens. And so, Sam, let's get into this mindset. <laughs> what does it feel like as you understand the promises of God? You understand he'll take care of you. You understand that. But it, it's like you're just in this gray area space where you're just there. Try to try to kind of explain this mindset here. Well, it's like uh, like you mentioned here, these two examples we're about to go to, um, you know, God promises it. But when it doesn't necessarily happen on our time or the way that we want it to happen, uh, you know, we start to say, well, OK, you know, maybe I need to take this into my own hands. You know, what's what's going on here? And um, so, you know, like we see here with uh, with Abraham or Abram and Sarah, um, you know, they try to take matters into their own hands. They tried to uh, do what they thought was best to to bring about that uh, that child. Mm. And so um, we can, you know, we can try and figure it out. We can try and figure out um, the problem or the issue and try and, and solve it ourselves. And oftentimes what happens, uh, if not every time, we wind up making it worse. <laughs> we wind up making things worse. But uh, but I, like you said, you know, this is something that we're still working on. This is something we're still struggling with. Um, and it can be easy to to try and figure things out when things aren't necessarily going the way that you want or the way that 
Um, you know, you saw them going. Uh, but rather than figuring out kind of what we're going to go off of, kind of what we're going to talk about is, um, you know, what's happening as you're trying to figure out that problem, whether, like you mm -hmm. said, it's a job, whether uh, it's a school, whether it's, um, you know, a relationship or anything like that. It, what happens is you try and figure that thing out or you try and uh, understand what's going on and, you know, what's happening to your focus as you're doing this. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom. Um, you know, what's happening is your focus is so fixed on whether whatever that is, job, school, whatever it might be. Um, you're so focused on that that you're missing other things that are going on. And, you know, it's just, you know, it just kind of boils down to really just a lack of trust in God. And, and not, not really not having your focus where it needs to be. Yeah. And think about that example, as you mentioned, in Genesis 16, because they felt like they had to figure it out. Notice kind of, they begin to almost start accusing God, you know, beginning in verse two and Sarai said unto Abram, behold, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. So think about, think about that, that phrase, the Lord's restrained me. So obviously in chapter 12, like you said, God, God gave them a promise. This will happen. But because it didn't happen in the time frame that we wanted to happen, well, I guess the Lord changed his mind. So let me try to figure this out. That, that right there, <laughs> that right there will get us in so much trouble with it. Well, let me just try to figure it out. Let me, let me just try to figure. And that's the space that we get in sometimes where, okay, well, the Lord's not helping me with this. So let me see what these people think about it. Or let me <laughs> see what these people think about it. Or my best friends think about it. And then I'll try to get 15 opinions on what I need to do. And then we get into the space where, what, what are we doing? You know, we're more confused than we were at the beginning. And so I love how in verse two, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. And then notice now she gives a solution. So now she says, I pray thee, go unto my handmaid, it might be that I may obtain children by her. Well, wait a second. God can't lie. And so if it might be, then that means I'm figuring out my solutions rather than trusting in the promises of God. How easy is it, Sam, to try to figure things out on your own rather than trusting God? Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's very easy to get into that mindset. Um, you know, it's it's so like what we see here in this example, you know, it's so easy to look at our circumstances around us, look at how things are going presently and so get caught and get so caught up in that, that we try. And, OK, you know, if I want this to happen, it's up to me to figure it it's out. It's up to me. I got to do it. No, no, no. That's that's the that's the last thing we need to do. But that's a hard thing to do. That's a hard thing to do because we're so focused on the here and now and what we can see. Um when really, like, we're, again, we're going to get into in here in just a little bit, it's just, it's really, it's just as simple as having that Matthew 6.33 mindset of seeking first the kingdom and um, and trusting that, you know, God will take care of us. You know, we talked about this a little bit last night. You know, it gets so easy to put it all into our hands and to say, you know, it's up to me to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Well, what we forget what we forget about is, you know, as a Christian, you know, we have God as our father and, you know, God's going to take care of us. You know, we have a God and father in heaven who, uh, is able to speak a universe into existence, who is able to do far more than we know or understand. So uh, whether it's a job, whether it's, you know, school, relationship, whatever it may be, um, you know, why wouldn't we think God could help us there? You know, and, you know, God, yeah. God loves us. He's going to take care of us. But so many times, you know, we can 
uh, we can get into the mindset, you know, that it's that it's helped me to figure this out, you know, that I've got to figure this out. And really, that's that's not the case. That's when we get into trouble. Yes. And let's let's get into that mindset. Right. That's a perfect segue here. So let's get into that mindset. I have to try to figure it out as listeners. Can you relate to that? Obviously, Sam and I can 100 percent. But hopefully you can relate to that, too. Man, I have to figure it out. So as we were as we were thinking about this mindset, Sam and I thought, well, what what gets us there? What gets us to the mindset instead of trusting in the Lord and, and his process in Matthew 633? What makes us feel like we have to figure things out? And here's a couple reasons here, and maybe you can relate to this too. Here's and these are these are personal things that we came up with together. And so number one, I think we feel like we have to figure things out because of a fear of failure. Because of fear of failure. Now, again, we can only speak for us. But again, for me personally, I always have this innate fear of a failure, right? So sometimes for me, it takes me multiple times to get something right. And so uh, as Sam and I talked about this last night, we were, we were just right here with this. You know, it takes me a long time to get things right. But when we get it right, you know, we finally get it right. But again, here's the fear. The fear of it is a lot of times we feel like because we get it wrong so many times, it's almost like we're afraid of, I don't know, I guess we're almost afraid of letting others down because we know we're going to fail. We're afraid to almost get close to other people because we know we're going to fail. We're afraid even with the Lord sometimes because we know we're going to fail. And so we don't want this, but if we just break it down simplistically, it almost feels like, again, like I said, we don't want this to happen, but it feels like it's easier just to kind of be by yourself and be alone in this corner because when you do fail, you're not going to let anybody down. When you do fail, you're not going to disappoint anybody. When you do fail, you just have to worry about yourself rather than disappointing someone else. And so a lot of times, we cannot get into things. We cannot take this job. We cannot be with this person. We cannot get into a closer relationship with God because I'm so afraid that I'm going to fail. And so we have this kind of innate fear of failure. Sam, I know you can you can relate to that thought there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like we were talking about last week a little bit, you know, with darkening counsel and, um, you know, with talking about evangelism, you know, we can almost um, just kind of adding that to this, we can um, talk ourselves out of it sometimes before we even get to it. And and no, you're exactly right. You know, uh, the fear of failure can absolutely you know make us try and figure things out. We get um, we get so worried uh, about failing at something that <laughs> we take it upon ourselves to to figure it out. And again, you know, that process is just is it's, it's not going to benefit us. It's not going to do us any good. And it it just, it makes everything so, so much worse. But again, you know, as we talked about in the disclaimer, you know, it's, it really is a hard, it's, it's a hard, hard thing to do. It's hard. You know, it's, it's a really, really hard thing to do. And, um, you know, it's just, it's hard to, to get out of that mindset at times. And, and as we talk about this, because we fear failure, it almost, it makes you, it's, it almost puts you in this in this stagnant state where you're always afraid to do something because you're afraid to fail. 
And so we feel like we have to figure it out because I can't let this thing down. I can't let this job down. I can't let this person down. So you'll just stop doing it. You, you'll just kind of become stagnant. And then two, as we kind of go keep going, what else, you know, let's dig deep into this mindset of trying to figure it out. Well, number one, we might be just afraid to fail. And then number two, here's, and this relates a little bit more to Sarah and Abram here in Genesis 16. Not only do we have a fear of failure, but two, we have a fear of losing something. So now not only am I afraid to fail this thing, but then I feel like I have to figure it out because if I don't, if I don't make a move, if I don't make an action, if I don't do the exact right thing, that thing, that job, that opportunity, that person, they're going to leave because they didn't, I didn't figure it out. And so, so many times, and this is why we have to be so careful because we can put undue pressure on other people to figure it out. So you need to hurry up. If you don't figure this out, I'm out. If you don't figure this out, this job opportunity is gone. If you don't figure this out, this money opportunity is gone. So think about where Sarah is at at this time. God said, you're going to have a son, Genesis 12. You'll have many nations, Genesis 12. But then all the way in Genesis 16, now her mindset is, well, the Lord has restrained me now. The Lord, it might be that you can have children with her. So what was Sarah really afraid of? She was afraid of losing the son that she couldn't have. And so we make actions based off of, I feel like I'm going to, it's a, it's a weirdest description and you might be able to, to relate to this, but when you have something in your grasp, you know, and there's a certain feeling. And again, Sam, you can relate to this too. There's a certain feeling when you know something's about to slip, right? You, you know, it's about to slip. And so you feel like, man, I have to do something. I have to say something. I have to take action because if i don't that thing that i really it's gone it's going to be gone so sam kind of talk about that that thing of uh of the fear of losing something no i mean no you're exactly right i mean you can get to a point to where um and you know like we talked about a little bit last night it's kind of like a progression yeah um it really is i mean it's, so yes. yeah it, you fear of failure and then you know fear of losing something and so as you start to anticipate whatever that is you're going to lose, you know, you, you start to grip tighter yeah. and you start to focus more on whatever that is. And that focus, focusing more on whatever that is, takes more of your focus off of where it needs to be, which is off, you know, serving God. And, you know, as we were reading through that, it reminded me like we, we were talking about last night, you know, the rich young ruler and Jesus, mm. you know, that fear of losing something, you know, the rich young ruler, you know, uh, said, good, good master, what must I do? And, uh, you know, Jesus said, you know, keep the commandments. And he said, all of these I've kept from my youth. What lack I yet? And Jesus said, um, go and sell what you have and give it to the poor. And then you'll have treasure in heaven. And, you know, we're told there, you know, before he said that, Jesus looked at him and loved him and told him what he needed. And the rich young ruler, what did he do? You know, he he went away sorrowful. You know, he left. It's, uh, so, it's that feeling of losing. And again, you all can relate to this, but, and I loved how you described it just now by saying when you fear losing something, you almost innately hold it tighter, but maybe it's not, again, we're going to mention, but maybe it's not meant for you to do that, right? Maybe you're, you're doing way more than what you're supposed to be doing. That's why this phrase, let it happen. Don't make it happen. 
That's why it's so hard to execute and live because you only see what's in front of you. You can't see what God sees. So it's harder for us to let things happen when I have the opportunity right now to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, it's again, this balance thing, this is why in the, in the disclaimer, we both said we still struggle with this to this day. It's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. So here's the natural question. So this all kind of stems under this big umbrella of stop trying to figure it out. We looked at some, some ways of that mindset of fear. So the natural question is, okay, so if I don't have to figure it out, how do I know when to act on something or when to wait? How do I know, how do I know when to act on something and when to wait? Here's, here's the answer. And the answer is not what I want to give you. The answer is not really what I want to give myself. But you don't. You know, you don't know sometimes the perfect time to act or the perfect thing to say or the right thing to do. You just sometimes you don't know. You do know sometimes, but sometimes it's not always there. So, again, you brought up these two questions, Sam, and I want you to kind of go a little bit into these um, that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. But here's two things that we can do when that when that question arises. How do I know when to act or when to wait? First thing is whatever I'm doing. Will this align with the will of God? And then two, have I consulted God in prayer about this thing? So Sam, kind of explain and kind of break down these two things as we talk about, you know, will it align with the will of God or have I consulted God in prayer at all about this? Well, and it, like it, it all goes back to that Matthew six thirty three mindset, mm-hmm. you know, seeking first the kingdom. You know, whatever I'm going after, you know, whatever I'm trying to hold on to, whatever I'm trying to obtain in my life, um, you know, the first question to ask yourself is, you know, how does that work out with, uh, you know, God's will in my life? You know, how is that going to help me grow closer to God? Is that going to take me away from God? Examine yourself where you're at right now with whatever that may be, job, uh, school, relationship. Is it taking my focus off of the Lord? Uh, You know, Am I, do I feel like I'm growing closer or farther, farther away from him? And, you know, that right there can kind of help you answer that question of, yes. of is, is this something that needs to be in my life or not? But that can be a really hard thing to do. <laughs> that can be hard too. <laughs> because you're holding on to whatever it is and, and you want to make it happen so bad that you almost don't want to admit to yourself, hey, you know, this, this probably, you know, I, I can kind of see where this is heading. You know, it's not where I want it to head. You know, it's not where I want it to go, but, you know, sometimes we just have to have that. We have to seek first the kingdom. You know, we have to just put our head down and go. And, and, you know, like we talked about, you know, sometimes we're afraid to lose what we were never meant to have in the first place. And that's, um, you know, that, it's a hard that truth, a man. That, that, hard. It is. It it's is. So it's hard. a hard truth. It's, so hard. it's a hard truth. And it all comes down to, you know, just having, uh, you know, just that, it's a humbling mindset really of just understanding at times, you know, I don't know what's best for me. You know, I, you know, I, sometimes I don't, you know, I know, I know what I want, but that's not necessarily what I need. And so, you know, it's going to God in prayer on whatever that may be, uh, giving it to him, giving it to him, trusting him and seeking first the kingdom, you know, continuing to work, continuing to uh, evangelize, continuing to visit, continuing to, do what you know you need to be doing as a Christian, even though things may not be going the way you want. Yeah. Uh, 
and and you know stop trying to figure things out but and we're saying that again as people who are currently <laughs> trying to do that because it's it is hard oh. it's hard it's a daily struggle yeah you know it, it really is a daily struggle and that makes me think of you know luke 9 23 um you know because you know and it, it, it's a daily struggle and not just in this area just you know as a christian to deny yourself mm. of things you may want things you may want to go after it's it's a daily struggle and so luke 9 23 let me get there and so it says and he was saying to them all let anyone who wishes to come after me uh let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me for whoever wishes to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake he is the one who will save it. Hmm. And so there's, you know, there's a daily denial of self as a Christian. And so, you know, we have to, uh, you know, it, we were talking about last night, that attitude of humility of, of, you know, realizing that we don't know what's best, realizing, realizing that, you know, um, the best thing we can do is seek first the kingdom and can consult God about, you know, whatever it might be that we're going after. Uh, you know, and we talked about it last week a little bit, you know, we may not, get those immediate answers that right. we want, you know, we, uh, we, we want the answers and we wanted them yesterday, <laughs> but that's, that's not always the case. That's not always the case. You know, like we were talking about there with Abram and Sarah, you know, time went by and, and Sarah said, you know, the Lord's prevented me from bearing children. You know, yep. it's never going to happen. That's it. Well, yep. we can, we can see in scripture, <clears throat> guess what? A little time it did happen. Yeah. You know, and then Romans 15, four, we're told that, the things that are written before time are written for our learning that by patience, we may have hope. hope. So fortunately we can look back to the old Testament and we can see examples like this and we can see how, you know, they like us at times can say for certain things, you know, Oh, it's not happening. Uh, you know, the way I want it to happen. It's not happening in a timely manner. Like I'd like it to happen, mm -hmm. but we just have to keep trusting. We have to keep seeking first the kingdom. We have to keep focusing where we need to have, because like we were talking about last night, Guess what? Whether it be job, whether it be school, relationship, whatever it may be, um, you have all these question marks, all yes. these things, all these un all these unknowns. unknowns. And guess what? Guess what? You're not always going to be able to figure it out. <laughs> We're not always going to be able to figure it out, and we have to be okay with that. But one thing we do know is Matthew six thirty three. If we keep seeking first the kingdom, guess what? Our God is going to take care of us because mm. He does love us. He does care for us. Those things we have think we have to do ourselves. Give them to God. Pray about them. Keep seeking first the kingdom. You know, and you know we're going to get into it a little bit later. Are there actions involved that we have to do? Yes, there are. Yes, there are. You know, we're not saying that that you know, hey, you know, uh, things are just going to come out. You know, you're going to get it without doing anything. No, no, no. We're going to say we're saying that if you seek first the kingdom, um, you know, those opportunities will come at the right time. And so it's, um, you know, we we put so much pressure on ourselves to figure things out, thinking. Uh, it's up to us that, hey, if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. And, and you know, that I love that point because sometimes what we can do, too, is we can let other people put pressure on us mm, mm -hmm. because yep. you're you're taking too long. You don't yep. you don't know. You can let others rush the process, too, which yep. we have to be careful. Again, that's where wisdom comes in. But we got to be <laughs> careful. We have to be careful with that, too. But again, talking about that second point, I love how you just talked about, you know, you have to let the Lord know what's going on so again last night we talked about philippians chapter four right mm -hmm. verse verse six um you know be careful for nothing but in everything right in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests 
be made known unto God. Again, and we talked about this a little bit too last night. I think sometimes we put God in this box and we put him in this box and we say, well, Lord, if it has to do with evangelism, I can pray about it. If it has to do about anything with the church, I can pray about it. If it has to do anything with visiting the widows, I can pray about it. But when it comes to like my personal stuff in terms of my job, in terms of my struggles, in terms of relationships, that stuff's kind of like the Lord cares, but I don't know if he wants to hear about that right now. No, he said if in everything, in every single thing, let your prayer and supplications be made known unto the Father. And so think about um, the persistent widow, mm-hmm. right? The persistent widow went to that judge who the Bible describes was evil. And that persistent widow went day by day by day by day by day asking for the same thing. And that judge that was evil gave to that persistent widow because she was so persistent. So God made the comparison. Well, if you're that persistent with me, who is a good judge, how much more will I do for you? Just look at what this evil judge did. He just did it because she was persistent. Look at what I can do for you. And so sometimes we can't put, and again, we've done this as well. We can't put God in this box saying, well, he, he doesn't really care about that, or he doesn't really want to hear about that right now. Because think about, we get annoyed with each other. You know, so if I call Sam up every day and ask him the same thing, ask him to pray for the same thing about me every single day, at some point, I would feel like, well, you know, I'm annoying Sam, so I'm not going to call him. I'm annoying him. So, but that's not how God is. God wants to hear from you. So, I mean, you have to be so persistent in the way that you pray, because if we don't, if we're not persistent, then we'll do just like what Sarai did in Genesis uh, 16, and we'll pull back from God. And then we'll, since God, since you're not doing anything, let me try to figure it out. It's a dangerous position to be in. So we got to be careful about that. And as you were saying, you know, to, um, you know, we have to keep asking and, you know, talk about how we, we feel like we could burn one, burden one another. Well, first off, you know, it made me think like last week we were talking about, you know, because passages like Philippians 4 verse 6 are so comforting uh, because sometimes we do, you know, like you said, we can put them in a box and say, yeah. well, I can ask him for this and this and not that. But it says everything, you know, and first Peter 5, 7, casting all your cares on him. Why? Because he mm-hmm. cares for you. You know, he does love us and care for us more than we know or understand. And that's really the tr- that's the truth. And, you know, that so going back to, to keep asking, you know, it makes me think of Matthew seven, starting in verse seven. You know, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and it will be opened to you for everyone who asks receives and to the one who seeks find and to the one who knocks. It will be opened. And so there's a continual action there. Keep asking, keep seeking, keep yeah. knocking. Which, of course, we have to understand with things like this, you know, we have to ask ourselves the question, you know, am I seeking my will or his will? Right. You know, if we if we keep praying for like a like a red Corvette or something <laughs> like that, I don't know, you know, like like something like that. You know, that's that, that's not necessary. We know what Sam wants now. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, just, I was going to say I was going to say like a red Ferrari or something like that, but Corvette. And I was like, well, that just, that just sounds better. But, you know, um, but, you know, things like job and things like uh, school, things like relationships, things like that, you know, we keep asking, keep seeking, we keep knocking all the while, uh, while still Matthew sick, while still seeking first the kingdom the whole way. And again, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Something else we can fall into is, 
you know, we need to make sure we're not seeking first the kingdom just for whatever it is we want. Yes. You know, we need to make sure not to try and make God kind of like a genie, you know, Hey, you know, I'm going to treat you this way or do this. Or people or people. Yeah. Yeah. The same way. We're yeah. going to get, we're going to yeah. get to that. Gonna, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, good. Yeah. We're yeah. going to get and, to that. And, and one more thing, you know, talking about praying for everything and, you know, sometimes we can think, well, you know, God, uh, it, it, he, he wants, uh, you know, it, it has to do, it has to do with the church or, or the things like that. Um, it's, and we don't think it's necessarily involves our personal life and things like that. Well, you know, it makes me think of Matthew, uh, or excuse me, Romans eight, um, Starting in verse 32, it says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And so we see that, you know, God has already given us the greatest gift that could ever be given. And that's Jesus. That's his son. You know, anything, I was thinking about this last night a little bit. You know, anything we could ever, when we'll go into this a little bit later too, um, about being content with things, but Anything we could ever hope to obtain in this life, whether it's you know, new job, uh, new house, school, this, that relationship, anything we could ever hope to obtain will never compare to the gift we already have in Christ Jesus, the salvation we have in Christ. So we have to understand that first and foremost, you know, talking about being content with things. We, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead, <laughs> but, you know, we have to understand you know, God's already given us the greatest gift of all, and that's Christ. Yep. You know, we, we have a hope of heaven. We have the forgiveness of our sins. And we need to make sure that as we're going after whatever it is we're, we're going after, you know, we need to make sure that we're seeking first the kingdom. And we need to make sure that we are counting our blessings. You know, we need to make sure that, that hey, some of the things I've got now um, are so, are those, are those some things that at one time I was praying for? And, you know, and so I'll, I know I'm jumping. Yeah, I got again. It. No, that's good. Oh, that's good. So, Give him a teaser for the, for the next couple. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So real quick at the end of this first point here. So let it happen. Don't make it happen. So you got to stop. We got to stop trying to figure it out again. This is way easier said than done, but you have to stop trying to figure it out. Now, before we go to our next point here, here's the last thing we want to mention. In order to stop trying to figure it out, here's the mindset that we must learn to develop. You have to stop trying to force the outcome what you want it to be. I'm going to say that again. again and again, I've, we've done this. To, you have to stop. I don't care how bad you want it. I mean, you just, it almost takes a certain level of like maturity and self-control to stop trying to force the outcome that you want. So what we can do sometimes Sometimes we can try, we can get into this mode where we try to convince that we're good rather than just, just be what you need to be. So here's two things that you can't do. Number one, you cannot as hard. I don't care. I don't care how good of a person you are. I don't care if you're the best thing since sliced bread. It, you cannot, you cannot convince someone to change their mind. You can't. How, well, how do you know that? Glad you asked that question. So look at look at Luke 18. Look at Luke 18. And again, Sam mentioned this before, but look, even our Lord, our Lord did everything for somebody and that he didn't change his mind. You cannot convince someone to change their mind. So again, Sam mentioned it before, 
But in Luke 18, obviously you had the, the rich ruler there and he said, you know, what do I need to do? Right. What what do I need to do, master? And the Lord told him all these things that he needed to do. And so the, the ruler said, look, I've been keeping all these since my youth. And so Jesus, uh, verse number 22 of uh, Luke 18, when Jesus heard these things, he said, yet you lack one thing, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. And when he heard this, he was sorrowful for he was rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And there's one text, it might be Mark's account, where it mm -hmm. says that Jesus looked at him and Jesus loved him. So notice the actions that Jesus did for this man. Jesus loved him with all of his heart. Jesus told him the right thing to do. And Jesus gave him a path to go on. But even though you give the right stuff out, you can't make someone change their mind to accept it. They deny Jesus. They're going to deny you. I don't care how great of a person you are. They're going to deny you too. So you, we have to stop trying to convince other people to change their mind. We can, be a, we can be a good influence. We can give them the right answers like Jesus did. But stop trying to change people's minds. We can't, right? Then number two, and this goes right along with Luke 18, you can't convince someone to choose you. You can't. So you got to stop today. Today, you got to stop. Because what this is going to cause, this is going to cause, I mean, just you're going to try to figure every, every little thing out. But what you got to do, you can't, you cannot, again, doesn't matter what type of person you are. It, it doesn't matter. You cannot convince somebody to choose you. Think about, think about the options, Sam. Think about the options Jesus gave this man. I love you. I love you more than anything else. Two, I'm giving you the answer that you want. And three, so stop living that, that life and just come follow me. Come, come and have a better life with me. And he chose and he said, no. To Jesus, man, no, I don't know. Dude, you have to be, I don't, I'm not going to say you have to be okay. But you have to keep this in perspective. If people can walk away from God, people are going to walk away from you. And you just got to be, you have to realize that. And so you can't spend your life trying to convince someone to change their mind. You can't spend your life trying to convince someone to choose you. Because that's, that, that's a very dangerous mindset uh, that we can find ourselves in. So we have to continuously uh, be very careful with that, especially as we're learning to grow. So if we do these things, what will happen is we can try to figure things out rather than letting the Lord um, help us um, through certain situations. So we have to continuously be very careful um, with this mindset as as we continue to study and uh, and as we continue to to grow together. So that's why we got to be really careful with trying to convince other people, um, basically trying to convince them of things that we just we can't do that. So you're you're obviously putting way more stress on yourself than what you need to, right? So maybe that's as as you're listening, maybe that's been you. 
you know, you got to stop. You got to stop, man. And that's what that's one thing that um, as as I've been studying, even been talking with Sam, that's one thing I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to. Why am I wasting? I don't want to say that. I don't want to sound like that, but I don't want to. I don't want to just. There's energy that I could be using to better myself and to help other people. Why? Why spend so much time just trying to convince? Because again, in Luke 18, Jesus, after the rich, after the rich ruler walked away, Jesus didn't go running after him, right? Jesus didn't stop. Hey, 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 wait a second. Let me let me change my mind so you can stay, or or let me say what let me say what you want to hear so you can stay. No, sometimes I mean you have to be okay with people walking away for whatever reason they feel they must do what they have to do. And and don't you think, and again, we talked about this a little bit last night, Sam, don't you think it hurt when, when that man walked away from Jesus? Cause the text says Jesus looked at him and loved him. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and absolutely. he said, no, I don't want you. No. Yeah. Yep. I mean, absolutely. Cause you know, it's already, um, you know, it's already hard to sometimes, uh, you know, love people like we were talking about last night, you know, uh, as far as like trying to share, share the gospel with them, you know, um, mm-hmm. maybe it's a family member or someone like that. And you're trying to share the gospel with them. And, you know, it, it's already hard sometimes to, to try and do that because you're like, well, what if this, what if this happens or that, you know, it kind of uh, goes into that idea last week, but, um, you know, so you do it, you share it with them, you tell them what they need to do. You tell them everything. And then, you know, they, they don't want to have anything to do with you. You know, they, they turn away and walk away from you, you know, absolutely. I'm sure it was hard and I'm sure it hurt. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit about this last night, but, you know, just Jesus's mindset the whole time he was, he was here on earth, you know, Luke 249 is one that, that it really makes me think of, you know, where, you know, Jesus is young, he's in the temple and his parents lose him. And so they go back and they're looking for him and they come back and find him in the temple. And, you know, they're upset. And Jesus says in Luke 2:49, he said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And in some translations, I actually like this better. It says, or did you not know I must be about my father's business? Mm. And, you know, that's that's an example of Jesus. His whole life here on earth, he was focused on his father's business. He was focused on on God, the father and, and him and focused on doing his will, you know, in the garden of Gethsemane, you know, he prayed three times. Nevertheless, you know, he wanted, did, did he want that cup to pass from him? He said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And so sometimes we have to, um, to just back away from whatever it is we're going after. If it's not working out, if someone's not wanting to be in our life, you know, we can't make that person stay because think about it. If you sit there and you work and work and work and make that person stay, how long will they be there? You're having to continue to convince that person to stay. And he, right. You know, like you said, even if they do stay, it's yeah. a constant convincing of why they yes. need to stay. Yeah. It's exactly. too much work. It, it is. It is. It's, it's too much work. And, and also it's, it's not healthy for either one, either yeah. for either party. Um, and we talked about this a little bit last night, you know, um, when you, uh, and this kind of goes into trying to figuring things out as well, but this goes into this too. When you're trying to do things like this, you talked about how it's how much energy you're putting into it. Think about the ripple effect it has on on other relationships in your life. Uh, most importantly, your relationship serving God. Yeah. You know, you're so focused on convincing that person, on trying to figure out this situation with this job or this school or this life change, et cetera. You're so focused on that, uh, you start drifting away. You start 
losing your focus on where you need to have it. Matthew 14, 30. Again, yeah. you know, Peter, Peter walking on water with Jesus, he starts looking at everything else and he starts to sink. You know, it's so easy to, to have our focus pulled away and to have it on other things. Yes. When again, Matthew 6, 33, it sounds so simple and it is simple. It, is. it sounds so simple. Well, okay. It's simple. It's a simple concept, but it's hard to do. Yeah. You know, it's, but it, it is that simple, you know, seek first the kingdom, you know, and, and but that it, line's it, perfect. That's perfect. And that lines perfectly with what we're moving into. And we're going to hit a lot of Matthew six in a second. So mm-hmm. the first one guys, so let it, let it happen. Don't make it happen. So number one, in order to do that, stop trying to figure things out. Stop. Just, we got to stop. We got to stop trying to figure things out. Okay. Then number two, let it happen. Don't make it happen. This goes perfect with our segue for point two. And before we get into point two, remember, if you want to support the podcast, uh, you can go to anchor.fm slash when the scriptures become real slash support. And then you can support the podcast there. And we've already got three supporters. So we're thankful for that. Um, and we're thankful for their contribution to the podcast. So two, so let it happen. Don't make it happen. Two, you got to stop trying to impress. Just be who you're supposed to be. Stop trying to impress. Just be who you're supposed to be. So let's look at this. Let's look at Genesis 24. And Sam, what we're going to do, we're just going to kind of walk through. And we talked about this a lot, you know, the last couple, <laughs> the last couple of days as well. <laughs> In Genesis 24, you got, you got uh, Abram and you got, uh, you got Abram and you have uh, Isaac's servant or basically Abram's servant. And so what Abram does, he sends his servant to go find a wife for, um, for Isaac. And so as he sends them, <clears throat> notice the setting. So beginning in verse 13, behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of men of the city come out to draw water. Stop right there. So in verse 13, remember, even in Exodus, remember when Moses, um, when he was in Midian, how before he met his wife, they were all, all the daughters of men were around the well. So, so keep that in mind too. So now verse 13, the servant sees all these daughters of men of the city and all of them came to draw water by that well. Verse 14, he said, and it, and let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I say, let down your pitcher, I pray thee that I may drink. She will say drink and I will give thy camels drink also. Um, let the same be she that has appointed for thy servant Isaac. Thereby I shall know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. So now before he even talked to this group of girls that were over there, he said, before I go over there, I want to make sure that she who she is who she's supposed to be. So she'll provide water, not just for me, but also for the camels as well. So then notice verse 15. And it came to pass that before he got done speaking, Rebecca came out. So again, let's stop right there. Think about think about the setting. Think about the setting is you got a drove of camels and you've got Isaac's servant coming to this well of water. And so all these daughters are by the well of water. The question becomes if they see Isaac's servant coming and understanding that a traveler needs water and the camels need water, how come the other daughters didn't do anything? 
It's an interesting concept, isn't it? But then Rebecca comes out and Rebecca goes up, verse 16, 17, and 18. Rebecca goes and she goes to give him something to drink and she gives his camel something to drink. And so think about this concept. So many times what we are in this situation, guys and girls, what we are, we're the daughters and we're the sons of men and we just stay at the well. So what we do is we just kind of parade ourselves and we just sit at the well and we just wait for people to pick us. Oh, man, look at Sam over there looking like Captain America. Where's the shield at? Where's, where's the jet at, right? Looking like looking like Captain America over there. So I'm waiting on him to do something for me. So I'm just going to sit here and just chill out and wait till he sees me. Well, wait a second. Where's the servitude at? Think about Think about the phrases we've heard all of our lives. We'll just go where they are. Or what about this one? Well, you know, you got to put yourself out there. Is that true? You know what I'm saying? Is that, think about it. Is that true? Do we really have to do that? But notice what Rebecca teaches us. Instead of just being where everybody else is, why don't we just be who we're supposed to be? Mm. If, if, if we're being who we're supposed to be, I don't have to put myself out there. I don't have to go where they are. The Lord will provide. <laughs> well, I know we talked about this. Oh, what yeah. What do you think about yep. that as we keep going, dude? Proverbs eighteen twenty two. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, at which, you know, it's, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, I mean, it's, 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 you're exactly right. You know, I mean, we've talked about this, like you said, we've been, we've been studying over this for about a week now. Um, but it, it does, it goes against everything, you know, you're, you're told to, you know, put yourself out there. You're told to do this, do that, but think about it. You put so much focus and effort into it. Um, where's your focus? Not, yes, it's not in the one place where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you know, <laughs> seek first the kingdom and, 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 you know, again, it sounds so simple and it is simple, but well, simple concept, but again, hard to do at times, but you know, again, we'll go to Proverbs eighteen twenty two, and we can kind of, you know, work through that a little bit. And, um, but if we're doing what we need to be doing, if we are seeking first the kingdom, you know, everything else will work out. It'll work out the way it needs to. And that's the best part. It'll work out the way it needs to, not the way you or me won't want it to, because oftentimes what, what needs to happen is better than what we want. To happen. Yeah. You know, when we, we, when we try and take things into our own hands, that, that usually doesn't work out for the good. You know, that usually tends to make things a little more confusing. Yes. Okay. So let's, let's go, let's go there really quick. So let's go to Proverbs 18, 22. This is why this is so special because we have to, instead of trying to impress, just be who we're supposed to be, right? We just have to be who we're supposed to be. So let's go to Proverbs 18, 22. And let me get my concordance out here because we need to look at this word. So in, in Proverbs 18, 22, Notice what the Proverbs writer uh, mentions about this. So he says, whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Okay. So whosoever finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Now, the, the words are very important as we study this verse. 
It's very, very important uh, as we look at this. So the word obtain. So think about this. Everybody that you know, and again, we're not trying to down the advice that other people have given, but we're ultimately just trying to give the advice that God has given. So, and we've heard this growing up all of our lives too. We'll just go where they are or mm-hmm. just put yourself out there. We've heard this mm-hmm. from good people. So we're not trying to down it, but we're trying to bring out what God wants here. So whosoever finds a wife, and let's just put wife and husband there because it, it really applies to both. So whosoever finds a wife or a husband finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. You know that word obtain there in the text? It means to furnish. So think about this for a second. You don't furnish something that's not already built. Let me say that again. You don't furnish something that's not already built. So if I've got a couch, a lamp, and a TV, why would I just put that out in the street? People think it's for sale. But when you think about it, when we're when we stop trying to impress and convince other people, and we just be who we're supposed to be, the Lord, who, as you build the foundation with him, he will furnish you with someone because you've already built something. See, so many times we wait for people to help build with us. And again, we are to grow together, and we're going to mention that. But again, we have a responsibility. So in order for the Lord to furnish you, have you have you built a foundation with Christ on your own? Because it'll make it, Whenever you furnish a house that's already built, even even if the house is empty, it makes the house 10 times more beautiful because it's furnished and it's beautiful now and, and it's built. So notice what the Lord is saying. Whoso finds a wife or a husband finds a good thing and the Lord who has favor on that man will furnish it. <laughs> it's so, dude, it's like, it goes against well, every single thing does. we've heard. It does. And, and and you mentioned also, when we were talking on the phone, you also uh, mentioned that word finds, how it's actually, it's, mm. it's appear. Is that right? Yes. It actually means appear. Yeah, that word find uh, means to appear. Yeah. So why are we out here trying to do all this stuff and be all, and it you know, appears. It, it's, it's interesting because, you know, it's, we got to Matthew 633 again because it's, it's so simple, you know, but think about it. You know, if we're seeking first the kingdom, if we're like, like we all should be, you know, that should be first, you know, seek first the kingdom, you know, not to gain anything, not to get anything, but to serve Christ, you know, to become a better Christian, mm-hmm. to to be the person you need to be for whoever it is you're going to meet, you know. Um, so you're seeking first the kingdom. You know, why Why would God not provide and help us with everything we need? Why would he not? You know, hey, hey, why would he not? You know, he's a loving God and father who cares for us really more than we know or understand. You know, Ephesians 3.20, he's able to do far more than we know or understand. And, um, you know, why Why wouldn't he, you know, care for us? Which it's, 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 <laughs> it's I mean, it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's just, I know. Yeah. so, okay. So I want to say this to our listeners, because this is something that both of us, as we study together, this is something that almost through the scripture that we've learned, um, we've been taught this, but we've kind of learned it almost late too. But as you move forward, just continue to do Matthew six thirty three, because if we don't do that, what we can find ourselves doing is, and again, like we mentioned before, it doesn't have to be just one thing. So, I mean, it could be with a job, it can be with 
school. It can be with relationships, whatever it is. What we can find ourselves doing is if we're just trying to impress that job, if we're just trying to impress to get more money or impress whoever, what we can do is we can literally spend our entire lives trying to convince ourselves and to convince other people or other things that I deserve to be here. Instead of trying to convince, let's just focus our energy on being the people that we need to be. Because think about, so, okay, so let's be real for a second. To our listeners, so all this time, you've been trying to convince other people that, hey, I deserve to be in your life. Hey, you know, you could be good for this. Hey, you could be good for that. How's that worked out for you? You're obviously listening to this podcast. So (laughs) it's probably not working out, hasn't worked out the best for you. And think about all the energy and you feel drained, don't you? Because it's draining to constantly convince yourself and constantly spend time trying to convince that you're good enough. So instead of being like those daughters at the well and those men at the well, just be like Rebecca and do what you're supposed to do. Because if all those other servants would have been doing their job, they could have had a great guy in Isaac. But because they were waiting for somebody to do everything for them at the well, and instead of doing what they're supposed to do, they missed out on an opportunity. And so, ooh, that's another point too. When we don't do what we're supposed to do and we spend time trying to convince and impress, we will always miss out on an opportunity. Did Rebecca know that this was Abraham's son or Abraham's servant? No, but she did the right thing. And so next thing you know, if you keep reading that text in Genesis 24, then Isaac's servant gives her gold, gives her earrings. She's like, wait, 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 what is that? What is this? <laughs> By the way, I'm Abram's servant. And he's got a son. It just, it just worked again. Proverbs 18, it appeared because the Lord was furnishing it. I mean, it's, it's that it's literally that simple, but we make it so hard ourselves included. We make it so hard. We do. You try, you try and literally like the first point, you try and figure everything out and again, complicate everything. When really you're not sometimes, like we said, you know, you're not going to figure it all out sometimes. Yeah. But one thing you do know and that you can always go back to every time, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom, seek first the kingdom. We know that. We know that. You know, if we if we order our life and if our life is guided by the word, you know, by scripture, you know, we know that we're, we, we know we're going to go in the right direction. We know we're going to, you know, that's again, that's not saying we won't go through hard times. That's not saying things will always wind up like we want it to happen. No, but right. things will always wind up the way we need it to happen. You know, Romans eight twenty eight, 28, um, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. We know those things. So rather than trying to figure out the things we don't know, we need to come back to the things we do know, yes. put our focus there. And we give our problems to the one who does know the one who, who, Ooh. who doesn't, who doesn't have to figure it out because he knows everything. Yeah. You know, he, he knows our beginning and our end. You know, we see present moment and we get so caught up in, you know, like Sarah and Abram, you know, they could see what was in front of them. Mm-hmm. And they said, mm, you know, based off of what's going on right now, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen all the while. You know, God was like, you know, keep going, you know, keep going. Come on. You know, God can see the beginning and the end. We forget about that. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we try and figure things out again, because we, we, which I know we're, that was the first point, but, uh, uh, a lot of times we try and figure things out because, again, we think it's on our shoulders. 
and we lose focus and sight of, of how powerful God is, mm. you know, how much God has and can do. And again, we have to remember all the things that God's already done for us. And so, you know, like, again, Job last week, we talked about Job 38. Yeah. You know, who's this at Darkens Council? When Job was questioning God, you know, this, that, and the other, God had to remind Job, you know, hey, where were you when I did this? You know, <laughs> sometimes we have to be reminded of how great God is, how yeah. much he's done. And that'll make us, that well, it humbles us for one. It says, okay, you know, I, you know, I'm going to be okay. That's right. You know, if I keep, if I keep seeking first the kingdom, I'm, I'm going to be all right. That's right. And that's and, what uh, we got to do. Uh, so we got and it's so easy and again we've done it too it's so easy to lose sight of that it, it's 100% easy to lose sight of that mm-hmm. so the question becomes how can we learn to do this All right how can we learn to do this number 1 you talked about a little bit before Sam but learn to be content where we are i mean contentment godliness with contentment, contentment. is great game i'm telling you, it's it really is it godliness with contentment is great game So learn to be content where we are. Two, Colossians chapter three, focus on those things that are above. And that goes, that goes directly. I mean, it goes hand in hand with Matthew chapter six, verse 33. Mm -hmm. And then as we, as we look at those things, just, just continue to live out Matthew 633. Now, here's a point that I wanted you to talk about for a second too, Sam, is as we live that, as we try to really do Matthew 633, we have to have the right motivation behind it. If we if we try to do Matthew six thirty three for other reasons, it's not going to work. So talk about that right motivation for Matthew chapter six. No, I mean no, you're exactly right, and it's like we talked about a little bit earlier. You know, if we are seeking first the kingdom in order to gain something, you know, it, it's not going to work. It's not going uh, to work at all. Because you don't seek first the kingdom in order to gain anything. Well, in order to gain like something that you want, like a job or things like that. Because six, eight months down the road, if you're seeking first the kingdom and you don't have it, you're going to stop. You're going to give up. No, you seek first the kingdom because you have the right perspective. You know, you seek first the kingdom with the the right things in mind. Um, So, you know, you realize you you realize who you are. um, You realize where you're headed. And you realize ultimately, you know, what you realize what your purpose is. Mm. So you seek first the kingdom, you know, realizing you're a Christian, uh, realizing how blessed, what a blessing it is to be a Christian. Uh, you know, all spiritual blessings are in Christ, you know, Ephesians 1, 3, um, you know, realizing what your purpose in, you know, Ephesians 2, 10 for those good works. Uh, Ecclesiastes 12, 13, we're here to, we're here to fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole of man. You know, we, we realize why we're here and ultimately we realize we have a wonderful home in heaven, mm. you know? And so we seek God. We, we, you know, we seek first the kingdom, you know, again, just realizing uh, who we are as a, as a Christian and, and what our purpose is and realizing that if we do seek first the kingdom, you know, God's going to take care of us. Yep. Uh, you know, we don't know when that, whatever it is may happen. We don't know how it'll happen, but we trust and know that God's going to take care of us. And so we don't have to know everything. We don't have to figure everything out because mm. we know, we know God's going to take care of us. Yeah. I mean, we just, we just have to, again, I love that example about, about Rebecca in Genesis 24. Mm-hmm. She didn't do it because, well, this is a new guy coming in. He didn't, she didn't do it because, oh, well, he has a bunch of camels. She did it because that was her job. That, that's what she did. And so think about Matthew 6.33, that's our job. 
That's who we are. And so it, it shouldn't be a, number one, it shouldn't be a burden to do it. And then two, we shouldn't do it and use it as a, as a tool. That's not right either. Because again, like, like you said, you won't be able to maintain that because you might get what you want in the moment, but long-term, if you're not doing it for the right motivation, Matthew 6, 33, you won't be able to, you know, maintain doing it because you were never doing it for the right reason in the first place. Well, and it's interesting you say that because, you know, we're talking about uh, seek first the kingdom. And you mentioned earlier, first Timothy six, six, uh, godliness with contentment is great gain. Uh, verse five. Uh, and it says in constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth, imagining mm. that godliness is a means of gain. Mm. Yep. Nope. That's not, that's so, not what it is. Uh, no, no. And, and so, you know, that idea of contentment, you know, it makes me think again of, um, let's see, Paul, you know, Paul in Philippians mm. where he said, um, let's see, beginning in about verse 11. Uh, not that I'm speaking of being in need for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. You know, the key word there is learn, learn. It's you have to learn to be content. You know, yes. it's not something that just happens overnight. You know, it's not something you're just born with, you know, you have to learn to be content. You know, sometimes we sing the song, count your, count your blessings. You know, we can get so caught up in, in what we don't have that we miss all the blessings we do have. You know, right. we get so focused on, hey, you know, I'd really like this. I want this. And that's that's the wrong attitude to have. You know, we, we need to focus on what we do have. And, you know, Paul says, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. And in every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so, you know, we, we have to learn to be content with what we already have. Yes. And so. And that. And again, all of this is kind of going together to get out of this mindset, right? So let it happen. Don't make it happen. So in order to do that, number one, let's stop trying to figure it out, right? I mean, Sam and I, honestly, Sam and I ha have almost had to make this personal commitment to just restart, to just kind of restart because it's so easy to get in this snowball of trying to make things happen or trying to figure it out or trying to do the exact perfect thing. So you got to stop trying to figure it out Two, we got to stop trying to impress and just be who we're supposed to be. The Lord called us to just seek first the kingdom. So just do my job. Just, just do my job. That's, that's all I can do, right? I'm a Patriots fan. So it means a lot to me to say that just do your job. I mean, everybody says it, but it's, it's harder to, to do it. Just do your job. All right. And then number three, how else can we let it happen and not make it happen? Stop looking at the circumstances of others. Stop looking at the circumstances of others. You got to stop. This, this is an intervention. Okay, you got you to gotta stop. You have to stop looking at the circumstances of others. Because what comparison does, comparison is the thief of joy. So what it does, it takes away little by little. And it doesn't, and the thing about comparison, it doesn't take it away instantly. It takes it away little by little, and it takes away that contentment. And the more and more you compare, the more and more your contentment of what you already have and how far the Lord has brought you, it, it, it almost turns into a mess. It just gets out the way. So we got to be careful with that. So what happens when we compare? Number one, and again, you, you brought up this example of Cain and Abel last night. So what happens when we compare? The first thing we can do is when we compare, 
we can start doing things out of revenge or really out of spite. Well, wait a second. They got that now. I can get that now, too. Oh, they did it this way. I'll do it that way, too. Right. Think about think about Cain. He didn't offer the right type of sacrifice. And because he was angry, killed his brother. Sometimes that's what we do to even to our own brethren. Sometimes we do things out of spite just so we can. Well, let me get back at him. Let me get back at her. We can't. We got to be careful with that. We have to be careful about that. Then, two, this is the big one we're going to go to. Um, what happens when we compare is we rush the process. Look at First Samuel chapter eight. This is this is crazy. We stu- we looked at this for I don't know how long. <laughs> I don't know how long last night. But First Samuel eight. So sometimes what we can do, we call this kind of the social media effect, right? You go and you kind of see what's going on with everything and everyone else, right? So notice what Israel wanted here. First Samuel chapter eight, beginning in verse five. And said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like everybody else, like all the other nations. That little phrase right there. Sometimes that's how we talk to God. Notice this is how they talked to, to Samuel. He said, Samuel, you're old. Disrespectful, right? Samuel, you're old. Then it was true his sons weren't walking in his ways, but notice what they said, make us. That's what we can do with God sometimes is we can talk to God. Well, Lord, I'm getting old. (laughs) Lord, I'm getting old. Lord, things aren't happening. Lord, my work is not working. So, Lord, make me like Sam. Give me what he has. Give me what they have so I can be like everybody else. But the ironic thing about it is from verses 10 through 18, and we're not going to read that for sake of time, but Samuel warned them, if you get a king, this is exactly what he's going to do. He'll take this. He'll take your sons. He'll take your daughters. He'll take a tenth of this. He'll take a tenth of that. He'll take your maidservants. He'll take your manservants. He'll take your sheep. And what you're going to do is verse 18, you're going to cry out in that day because the king that you chose, then the Lord's not going to hear you. This is why we got to be very careful about rushing the process because, again, and I want you to talk about this for a quick second, Sam. Sometimes what the Lord will do is because we want to be like everybody else, he will give it to us. He'll warn us. He'll tell us exactly what's going to happen. But he said, you want it, you can take it. So sometimes we got to be careful with wanting things like everybody else because it might not be the right time for you yet. So what do you think as as we kind of walk through that in 1 Samuel 8, bro? It made made me uh, think about last night. We were also talking about, you know, this idea. And, um, (laughs) you know, if, if we knew what God knew, would we still be going after some of the things we're going after and praying for some of the things we're praying for, mm-hmm. you know, like, like maybe, you know, that job isn't lining up the way you want. Maybe uh, the school's not working out. Maybe um, relationships not working out. Maybe whatever it may be, you know, maybe it's not working out the way you want. And you're just so desperately trying to figure out why. Well, maybe if we knew what God knew, we would, we wouldn't be praying for that or, 
you know, we have to remember that God's all knowing God has the best in mind for us. You know, God's going to take care of us. Mm. And so if it's not working out, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not going to work out or maybe it's not going to work out now. You know, we don't have to figure it out, but what we can do is Matthew six thirty three. We can, again, you know, coming back to that, we can do yeah. what we can do, what we know we need to be doing. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, right here, you know, he says, you know, make us, or give us a king like all the other nations. Yep. You know, that's a, that's a thing. You know, we can look at other people and look at other things, and that could cause us to want something that beforehand was not even something we desired, you know. But right. we see, hey, all, all these people have it, you know. Hmm, you know, now, now that's something I want. You know, how can I go out and get that? And so at that point, what you're essentially kind of trying to do is you're seeking after your own will. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're the, process, the process is being rushed, based off of what you're seeing others do. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's an easy thing to do though. At times it's an easy thing to do. And here's that final point here. When we compare, (laughs) when we compare someone else always gets hurt. 100% someone else always gets hurt. So think about, think about the nation of Israel here. They said, we want to be like everybody else. So first of all, Everybody else, did everybody else have God? No. Everybody else had a king. Everybody else didn't have God. So again, in that point, yes, somewhat, something else might have this, but they might not have what you have. So uh, again, perspective means a lot here. But here's what we talk about. Someone else always gets hurt. Because of our immaturity, because of the things that we do sometimes, well, I want this right now. So I want it now, right? So you get it or you might not even get it, but you start going for it. Then when you go for it, well, no, I think I'm good. Well, wait a second. <laughs> so you, you said you wanted a king, but then you realize what he actually did. So now you don't want him anymore. You see, again, like you said, every choice that we make, it always has a ripple effect to somebody else. So for something else, it's so easy to just, all right, cool, I'm good. But what about the effect on this other person? It's kind of like the deflating basketball, right? <laughs> it takes, it's deflated, and sometimes <clears throat> it takes a while for it to get back up. So, I mean, it, we have to be careful when we talk about comparison. And because we can get so focused on, well, I want this now. But then after, well, I might not want it now, but I'm good. We're just like, we're just like Israel. I mean, and again, that wasn't fair to God. So think about, again, as Hosea mentions, Israel was in a relationship with God. So Israel said, well, no, God, we don't want you now. Well, actually, they said, no, we do want you. But then, you know, we want, we want a king. Okay, I'll give it to you. Oh, well, no, I don't want the king. So we want you back. So think about how hard it was. And that's why I love Hosea. Hosea said, now I understand. I understand what it's like to love like you do. It's hard. So we we have to be careful when we talk about comparison. So here's our last example I want to look at. John 21. Mm. John 21. This is this is why this is Jesus's answer to a comparison right here. And I I've never looked at this this way until Sam brought it up and it blew my mind. John 21. So remember Jesus appears to the uh, disciples by the sea. And so remember, he challenged Peter, verses 15 through 18. Well, really 15 through 17. But he challenged Peter, 
if you love me, or do you love me, feed my sheep. Lovest thou me, feed my sheep. Lovest thou me, feed my sheep. So he's giving Peter something to do. Peter, you, Peter, you focus on this, okay? You focus on feeding my sheep. But then notice the question that Peter asked, beginning verse 20. Then Peter, <laughs> he turned around and he saw that the disciple Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he that betrays thee? Now watch verse 21. Peter seeing him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? <laughs> then verse 22, Jesus said unto him, if I will that he tarry with me, what is that to you? So think about the comparison when we compare with other people. You know what Jesus would tell you right now? What is that to you? You know what I mean? Like, it's literally that simple. Well, Lord, they're already they're already talking to a new person. They're already in a new relationship. That's great for them. You celebrate for them. What is that to you, though? <laughs> well, and Lord, what is, yeah. I'm getting older. Then, what is and, that to you? And then what does he say, you know, after that? What is that to you? He says, you, you follow me. Right there. You follow me. That's it. Well, that hey, is you it. Know, They've got this, you know, uh, What's all that these to you? people, this, that, yeah, you, What's that to you follow me, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom, all of these things going on around. What's that to you? You <laughs> follow me. Uh, that's his answer. That, that would be Jesus's answer to you today. Well, Lord, all this is happening. Well, Lord, everything is working. That's great. Re rejoice with them that rejoice. Let them mm -hmm. do whatever they want to do. Let them mm -hmm. be with whoever they want to be with. Let that job take whoever they want to. What's that to you? You stay right here. You and me. You follow me. Mm -hmm. Now, again, Sam and I mentioned this is hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. With this today. Yes. Because all of us, Jesus gave us commands. So he'll give us commands like he did with Peter. But sometimes we'll be like Peter and look around. Well, Lord, what, what about that guy? What about, what about that person? What are you going to do with them? What are you going to do with them? What is that to you? You stay right here. <laughs> You follow me. That's that's the that's the tunnel that's, vision. That's it. That Jesus that's wants it. us to have, man. That's that's right it. Here, that's man. it. That's it. And and again, again, you know, going back to Matthew fourteen thirty, when Peter had his eyes, you know, tunnel vision on on Jesus, you know, he was fine. But he starts looking at other things. You start looking at other things, other concerns that are going on around you, and you know, that's when we get in trouble. Mm. You know, and, and it's that's it. It's it's you follow me. You know, it's, 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 it's okay. It's when you're in that in between that kind of gray area state of trying to figure things out, right? Stop trying to figure things out. Stop. That's hard. That's yeah. hard. Work on your relationship to Christ, work on serving him, work on being a better person, work on being a better Christian, you know, work on your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're not going to be able to figure everything out. Cause I try and figure every single thing out. I try and figure guys. every, yeah. It doesn't no, work, it does guys. Not. It does not, not work. Not at all. Not at all. And so, um, you know, it's what you do is you, you know, you you take inventory of what you've already got. Because I guarantee you some of the things you already have are some of the things you've prayed for in the past. You know, you take inventory of what you've got. And you're thankful and content for what you've already got. You know, as a Christian, you realize how blessed you are and 
you know, that you, that you have uh, a hope in heaven, that you have a God and Father who loves you, loves us all more than we know or understand. You know, we focus on Christ and that he, in Hebrews, this is so comforting and encouraging. He's able to sympathize with us in every way because he was tempted as we are, yet without sin. So those times when you're going through something, you're in something and you say, man, you know, nobody gets it. Nobody understands. That's not the case. You know, that's, you know, no, because God knows us better than we know ourselves. And when we know ourselves, our very hairs are numbered. Mm. Jesus was a human, mm. was God in the flesh. So he understands, he gets it. And, you know, we have the Holy Spirit within us who is able to intercede for us with groanings too deep for us, you know, so you know, we are, we're covered, you know, yeah. we are, we're, we're, we're blessed, we're, we're blessed. So those things we're focused on, Hey, I want this. I want this now. I want that now. Seek first the kingdom, Matthew six thirty three. realize what all we've got, oh, you know, focus on those things above. You know, I was thinking about that this morning, you know, in Matthew six, 19 through 21, it talks about laying up for yourself treasures in heaven because verse 21, why, why do we do that? Because where your treasure is, there your heart. That's where your heart will be. Mm. And you know, the Bible talks about the heart. It's the mind there yeah. for where your treasure is. That's where your mind will be. Colossians three, one through four, focus on those things above, because if our mind is focused on those things above, everything else will work out. Everything yep. else will be okay. It's when we start focusing on the things here and going after things here. That's right. You know, the Christian is, is preparing themselves here for the hereafter. Mm. You know, there, there's so much more to after after this, but we get so focused on what's going on here that we lose that perspective. You know, right. we, we want what's best for us now and not what's best for us in the long run. That's right. And so, uh, but again, that this is all so much easier to say than it is. Yes. To be, you we know, still, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. We struggle with it's it today. Hard. It is. It's hard. But I just love the. I don't know. I just love the focus that Jesus tries to get Peter. Yeah. Obviously, you know, with John, he loved John, you know, 100%. But he said, look, what is that to you? I, I love that. That's the perfect answer. But what, is, what does John have to do with you? You keep following me. And I'm reminded of what Hebrews chapter 12, right? We looked at this a little bit too. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, mm-hmm. looking unto Jesus, mm-hmm. the author and the finisher of our faith, <laughs> right? Who for the joy was set before him. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and now he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. But watch this, verse 3. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be weary and faint in your mind. So the times that we're not focusing on him, but we're focusing on what the Lord is doing for everybody else, when we focus on, on so much on what the Lord is doing for everybody else, Yes, he tells us rejoice with them that rejoice, weep with them that weep, but don't focus on what's going on. What you need to do is focus on me, me. It's it's me and you. That's what it is. I mean, he's trying to get us just right here to that's where it. it's kind of like that horse with the blinders on. I can't see anything yeah. else. It's it's yeah. me and you until something else comes. It's just me and you. That's exactly that's right. what it is. And that's again, exactly right. that's hard. Well, and, and you it's, brought up it's hard. You brought up Hebrews 12, and I'm glad you did because it makes me think of, you know, right before that, you know, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. How? Looking to Jesus. And Hebrews 11, we, we see so many different examples, you know. So for, for one example, uh, starting in verse eight, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go out to a place 
that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. You know, we talked about trying to figure everything out. Did Abraham know where he was going? No. Yeah. You know. Didn't know. But what, what was his what was his mindset? Not knowing where he was going by faith, he went to live in a land of promises in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with heirs with him uh, of the same promise. For he was looking forward mm. to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. And there's examples of that all in Hebrews 11. You know, they were looking for a better country. Um, how did you know Moses? It talks about he choosing rather to be mistreated with the people in verse 25, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. How? He was looking to the reward. Mm. And so it's all, you know, of looking. It's what we look at. You know, it's what yeah, we look at. It's what we look at. It's what we look at. <sighs> you know, and that, that makes me think of Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So, yeah, so is he. You know, yeah. And so, and what we want to tell you guys is as we kind of wrap this up together, we want to tell you kind of the reality of this at times, because when, when you do Matthew six thirty three, right, when you do Hebrews two, all these things, Hebrews 11, that we talked about, I love how you, how you mentioned in order to follow Christ, it's a daily thing. Matthew six thirty three is going to be. His commands aren't grievous, right? God's commands are not grievous, but sometimes we can make it grievous. So, I mean, there's going to be days where you're going to follow Matthew 633 and you're still not going to understand anything. You're going to follow Matthew 633 and, you know, you're going to have to kind of walk this journey by yourself for a little bit. You know, you're going to do Matthew 633 and you're not going to understand. You're going to be like Peter. And you're going to look at all the Johns in the world and say, well, Lord, you love them. You know, what, what are you going to do with, what are you going to do with them? The Lord's going to have to get you right back on focus again. And so think about as, as we look at this, this is why we have to continuously remind each other, look, let's, let's seek first the kingdom and let's do what the Lord wants us to do. And so as, as you talked about, and I wanted to mention this too, Sam, before we close, when we talk about this, we're never talking about this from a state of perfection because Sam and I, I mean, every single point that we mentioned today, we both said, yep, we failed. Yep. We failed. Yep. We, I mean, we <laughs> just, we just haven't got it to be honest yep. with you. I mean, we just haven't got it. But what Sam and I are doing, we're using this and we're growing together. So we realize we haven't got it now. Okay. Let's, let's get better. So imagine it's always about growing with people. That's what it is. I mean, we have to just grow with people. And, and as we learn to grow together, it's not a comparison. It's not a, we're trying to help each other get to heaven. That's, that's it. That's yeah. it. And so, I mean, sometimes again, like you said, we have to humble ourselves and realize, look, I need help. I, I can't, I can't do this, but I don't know. I don't and know. It, it takes that humbling mindset. It takes that attitude of humility to say, I don't know everything. You know, I don't know what's best for me. You know, we talked about Jeremiah 10, 23. It's not in man who walks to guide his steps. It's, it's understanding that I'm going to take this to someone who do knows, does know. I'm going to take it to God. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to think on it. And I'm going to serve him all the while, trusting in him that he's got my best in mind for me. It made me think of Job 13, 15. 
you know, Job, perfect example. You know, you teach a Job class, you know, yeah. uh, you know, he's a perfect example of someone who did not know what was going on. But verse 13, 15, he said, though he slay me, yet I will hope in him, you know. And so that's that's he, he doesn't understand what's going on, but he says, I will hope in him regardless. Sometimes right. you just have to have that attitude of I don't know. I'm not going to be able to figure it out. That's right. But I'm going to I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to stop trying to figure it out. I'm going to seek first the kingdom and I'm going to trust in him, knowing that he's going to take care of me. Well, you know, and we just we have to be OK not understanding something. That's right. And, and as we close, here's here's what we need to just I've I've kind of made this uh, almost kind of pledge to myself as we studied and as um, you know, we've looked at this together, but let it happen. Don't make it happen. So today, right, if you're listening today, stop trying to figure it out. I mean, it's just got to it's just got to stop today. Right. I mean, you can't understand why things happen you you can't read between the lines of everything you can't try to um rationalize everything or or, or get reasons why just stop it, we have to stop today it's done it's that we get you got to stop trying to figure it out you got to stop trying to force the outcome that you want right you just gotta again just continue to do what the lord wants you to do two stop trying to impress and just be who you're supposed to be Right. That, I mean, it's so much work on your own to be who you need to be. So instead of trying to impress, just do just do what you're supposed to do. Right. You know, also a big one as well today. Stop just we have to stop trying to convince people of anything. Right. Because it takes so much effort and you have to maintain that. So we got to stop trying to convince. And then number three, we got to stop looking at the circumstances of others. I mean, Jesus said it perfect in John 21. What's that to you? You just follow me. Sometimes we need that. We need that, that straight direction. And so here's the beautiful thing about all this. If this has been us, imagine you have two friends like me and you. You have, you have two people in a relationship or, or getting into one and say, man, let's, let's work on this together. Let's just work. Let's stop trying to impress. Let's stop trying to convince. Let's stop trying to figure it out. Let's stop listening what everybody else has to say about it. Let's just, let's do this together. That's what we're talking about. And when, when we can get to a point like that with friends, with relationships, and with God, you'll start to see that things don't have to be as hard as we make it. They really don't have to be that hard. It's just a matter of being humble and having some communication with God and with your friends and with other people. Hey, let's, let's do this. Let's work together. We're not perfect, but we're, we're going to do this. So as, as we look at that, I hope that that was able to kind of encourage you uh, because I find myself on the side of trying to make things happen lately rather than being the type of guy that I need to be and just focusing on not saying that you should just, obviously there's balance in everything. But obviously, keeping the main thing the main thing, right? Keeping exactly the right. main thing the main thing. That's exactly right. And so I want to do. I'm, you know, gonna do better at that instead of trying to make things happen or convincing things. I'm just gonna stop. One hundred percent. I'm done. I'm, I'm gonna stop trying to do that and just focus on, you know, what's in front of me and what I need to do. And so, Sam, what, what do you have as we look at this, man? That's exactly right. You know, um, I'm the same way. I'll say the exact same thing here lately. 
Um, I have been uh, had a bad habit of trying to make things happen rather than let things happen. Um, you know, I have found myself just being impatient, um, trying to, you know, do the things that I think are best for me, you know, which that's that's not the right way to go about it. And so just I, I'm going to try and stop trying to figure everything out myself. And I'm just going to do what I know to do. And that's seek first the kingdom. Yep. That's and, and that's, you know, with anyone listening to myself, to Jordan, to anyone. And I'm telling this to myself. You know, I told Jordan, we talked before we started. Everything <laughs> we've said in this podcast, we're saying right yes. to ourselves. Yes. But to anyone who who is going through this, who's you know wondering, OK, you know, what do I do? This would be the best possible. You know, this is start here, you know, because this is what I'm this is what I'm trying to do, you know. Work on developing your relationship with the one who loves you more than anyone or anything ever could. That's right. Work on developing your relationship with him and whatever problems you have, give it to him. You know, work on that first relationship. And I guarantee, I don't know what, what it might be you're, you're worried about struggling with, what it might be that you're uh, trying to figure out. Work on that first. <laughs> Everything else, I can't promise that it's going to work out the way you want. Right. But it'll work out the way you need. That's right. So, yeah. Perfect way to end it. Perfect way to end it. <laughs> so, I mean, I hope this is able to help you guys. I mean, it 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 has helped us tremendously. I mean, we've talked to him, man. I've been a fool lately. I mean, just yeah. why am I why am I doing all you know what I mean? It's there's so much to improve on. And I hope this is able to help you guys as it's it's one hundred percent helped us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it's all about getting better and it's all about growing our faith. So um, we thank you guys so much for listening, Sam. Thanks for being on again. Again, this thank probably won't be me. the last time. Probably yeah, won't be the yeah, last yeah. time. <laughs> but I'm thankful that, that he's been able to be on and uh, always appreciate what he does and um, as he continues to grow and, and continue to learn and uh, develop as he goes to preaching school. So, um, and, and very thankful for you and what you do as well. I know uh, before me and you became friends, you know, this podcast helped me out a lot and I really enjoy it. So thankful for everything you do. And um, and to anyone who's listening and, you know, is struggling with this or struggling with anything, you know, uh, feel free to reach out. You know, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't have a social media, but, you know, reach out to Jordan. We'll we'll, we'll help, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll help in any way that we can. And, uh, you know, to anyone who maybe is not a Christian and maybe wants to know more about kind of how to become a Christian, things like that. Um, you know, we'd love to help you. We'd love to study with you, talk with you about it. And if there's any way we can help, you know, love to. Because uh, we're right there in it with you. We're trying to, we don't have everything figured out. And I'm in no means going to act like I do. You know, me and Jordan joke around and, you know, we say we don't know Jack. That's the longer, the longer, the longer I go, the more I realize that, you know, apart from God's word, I don't know anything, you know, apart from God's revealed word, I don't know anything. And so, uh, you know, it's a humbling place to be. It's a, it's a good place to be, but it's a, you know, the more, the more you try to figure things out on your own, the more you realize you don't know that much. So, right. But, uh, but yeah, any way we can help anyone out there, we're happy to do it. Yes, for sure. And again, like you said, reach out to me on social media and I'm sure we can get into a, a phone call or, or whatever it is. So it, it won't be a problem. Just mm-hmm. just reach out to me. It's, it's, it's never, it's never a problem. So we're thankful that you guys are here again, Lord willing, we'll be back with another podcast on Monday. If not, there might be a pop-up one later, but we'll see. We'll see. But Lord willing, we will be back Monday, and we will see you guys then. Thanks, guys.